0: Coming up on this week's episode, we're talking Liverpool, Manchester City and Leeds United, plus all our usual features, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to a new episode of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here and Liam is here as always. Hello Liam. Hi Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, after Getting the weekend, better. yeah. Well, you see, weekend, Friday, oh, nights, Friday. Friday yeah. night football, it's just, it's just, I mean, if you lose that, luckily we didn't lose, I mean, the draw was, it was a pretty fat game anyway, but I mean, if you lose on a Friday night, it kind of sets up the whole weekend. For yeah. <laughs> well, you done not but yeah, yeah, I mean, performance-wise, better. But still, I mean, a lot of the new players played some part I mean some played a lot better than others but um yeah I mean it looks like it's going in the right direction Um right, I have to say though Badashile of all the people that we've brought in he's the one for me that stood out so far I mean we've had three clean sheets in a row which I can't remember the last time we had three clean sheets in a row but you think he's, he's still quite young I mean, yep. and he's next to Thiago Silva. Um, so, I mean, he's, le- he's obviously learning a lot from him. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Thiago Silva looks like he's going to sign another year deal. Um, yeah, he's, he's so. going to be, going to be about
1: 53 then, isn't Yes,
0: it's going to keep him there to the end of 2024. But, I mean, he's probably one of our most consistent players. So, um, and when he's playing, I feel so much more confident. When, when we're being, you know, when the other teams are on the attack. I mean, he reads the game, so he's probably one of the best in the Premier League at reading the game, but I suppose that comes with age and experience, doesn't it? um, Yeah. I mean,
1: we, we certainly could have done with a Thiago Silva or Badia Chile at the weekend, because our defending (laughs) was atrocious. Absolutely awful. I mean, we actually played pretty well considering, um, although we lost, it was quite a fun game to watch. Yeah. But we were just... I don't know whether you've seen the goals that we can yeah, see they yeah, are schoolboys. Yeah, boys. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And,
1: and it, it's it's unfortunate. It's one of those... Kamara's probably been... I think he's been our best player so far this year, and he's made a horrendous mistake for one of their goals. But um, it's the way Emery wants to play, play out from the back. So he's sticking yeah. with it. Um, but yeah, on another day, it could have been about six all, I think. Yeah. Um, with our game so at least the scoring goals that's the main thing we were struggling to score goals now we're not now we just can't keep them out for some reason um, but yes yeah, we'll, we'll move on to to, to breaking news today won't we we've had to roll with the punches today
0: well, yeah, we completely so changed our line we so started this morning we started um, by messaging saying Everton, Brentford and Liverpool um and then about halfway through the day it went from uh, Everton, Manchester City, Liverpool, and then um about four hours ago we went Leeds, Manchester yeah. City and Liverpool. So um we've kind of been handed on a plate some talking points for today. Um so we'll go with the first one and and probably quite surprising really, um that well it's Leeds, so obviously I'm not that surprised, but obviously they've sacked their manager Jesse Marsh. Yes, Uh, the man that they said was was there for the long term to build a squad, and um, but they also
1: they also called him Yank Lampard. So
0: yeah, so um, so yeah, so he's gone. Um, Mm. I mean, performances haven't been great, but it just seems, you know, we've had a few games since the World Cup, but it you know it seems quite. You know, all of a sudden out of nowhere, really. I mean, yes, they did lose at the weekend, but you know, it's, it just, it's, I'm just quite shocked by it, if I'm honest. Um, Yeah,
1: they're not losing badly, I don't think. They're, they're always in a game. It's not like they're being thrashed, you know, three, four nil every week. And even if they do lose by the odd goal here or there, it's not through lack of effort. It's not through. Lack of attacking options, you know they're creating right. stuff going forward. It's just I think defensively is what let let them down so far this season. Um, mm-hmm. But it is odd timing, you know. It's just had a transfer window. It's only closed what this time last week, wasn't it? We yeah. were recording.
0: Didn't, they didn't really sign. I don't know they haven't signed a huge amount of players, but I mean they lost to Forest at the weekend, but they won both their FA Cup games recently. I know they played Accrington yeah. but and, and, and Cardiff, but they beat Cardiff and in the replay, pretty convincingly. Um, through with Brentford. I mean, uh, they've always been known for scoring a lot of goals, but like you said, can see in a lot of goals at the same time. You know, it wasn't too long ago that, that not that this is that high up this season, but they did beat Liverpool mm-hmm. you know, not too long ago. But I guess the board have, you know, they've come to that decision that his time is up. So, you know... <laughs> Like you said, they've got back-to-back games against Manchester United now. Um,
1: yeah, which it's a tough ask. The way they're you know. playing this season, I I can only assume that either someone has become available, or the board think there's someone about to become available that they think well, they can bring in. Because it
0: just seems strange. The name, the names that are being floated around is Carlos uh, uh, yeah. Coburn, Cor- man, the West yeah. Brom coach. Um, Thomas Tuchel's name seems to be. Lingering around. Oh, I as don't, well. I don't, I think that's, um, that's too, unless they offer
1: also, a big huge package, I don't think too cool. I'm, and I've seen Pochettino been mentioned as well, but I can't. He's
0: also on this list apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come back. So, I mean, yeah. if you go back to BLC, you've just done a full 180 really on the yeah. whole thing. I mean, he, Biel- he bought his own, very much bought his own style for these, didn't he? And he was mm-hmm. very, he had one tactic and one tactic only. And I think it it became very stale in the end. So I I just don't see them going back to, you know, back to that. Um, But yeah, like you said, something's triggered something here to say that there is either someone, you know, a bit more experienced um, than him. But I, I, you know, I, I don't really know what what they're gonna do. Because
1: I I think it's harsh. I think or well, Leeds fans will say he's not really taking us forward and no he hasn't, but he's he's not taken them backwards either. Oh. They're still scrapping for every game. They were still playing for him. I just I don't see personally who else is out there that that's better that is going to I think I mean Uh, This time last week, I could have said Sean Dyche might have been a good shout because he probably would have shored up the defence a little bit. You wouldn't have got as many goals, but if the problem is defending, he would have been a good candidate. I don't think Allardyce is going to come back into football now. I think he's had too long out. But, you know, it's one of those, you're looking at one of those managers that's their whole career has been built out of keeping people safe, you know, getting people away from relegation, shoring them up. And I just don't, I don't see Leeds doing that. That's
0: not he the Leeds of, way. He kind of did that last season, though, wasn't it? It was only really on the yeah. last day of the season that they stayed up. I mean, he kept them up, and that was he did. the fundamental thing that you know one of the reasons, I guess, why he was bought in. But you know, at the end of the day, I just it just seems like a very odd time to do it um, when they've st- when we've still got so many games left.
1: And just after a transfer window as well, from a manager's point of view, you're going to come in and know you, you've got to work with the players that you've got now until summer. Mm. Why, if they were going to do this, why did they not do this in December? I don't think it's got any worse since December. I don't think there's much difference. So
0: it hasn't got any better, but like you said, it's not no. got any worse. I mean, I know the, le- the level on points of Everton at the moment. I mean, the goal difference is. Is better than a few of the teams around them. And they've got a game in hand as well. So, you know, with the game in hand, you're looking at going up to 14th, potentially. I know the mm. game in hand is against Man United, but. um, So, yeah, odd, odd decision. For, he's,
1: he's brought in some good players as well. I think yeah. the,
0: the players this
1: season that have stood out have generally been signings that he's made. Um, you know Tyler Adams. Adams, is I think, has been really the, one of, the of their best, best players. He yeah. yeah,
0: he's captain as well, isn't he now? So he is.
1: Yeah, and and I think he's he's played really well, and he's obviously still quite young. He's been a decent replacement for Phillips. Uh, obviously, it was a big loss for them. Um Marsh has been unlucky that Bamford has been injured for most of the time that he's been there, so that he's been without probably their best striker. And I think it's been so long now; he's gonna maybe struggle to get back to fitness. I don't really know what's going to happen they, to Bamford. They did, in buy, they
0: did buy a, a striker in, in January, didn't they? Uh, Russia, they did. So. I've
1: not seen him yet. I don't know whether he's any good. But, um,
0: he's young. He's 20. He is young,
1: yeah. So I, I just thought they could have given him a chance because it's not just Adams. Aronson looks good in parts. Last McKenney. couple of weeks, that Nonto, McKenny. that's a great signing, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, like Nonto has, has done well over the last few weeks. Um so I don't think he's, I think he's tried to build a young squad. It wasn't going to come together overnight. Um But I think if he could have kept them up, you know, it's, it's a project. I mean, Marsh seemed to be in it for the long run. Like you said, he wanted to build a, a long-term squad and they've not really given him the chance to do that. And now they're stuck with a team of 20, 21 year olds. <laughs> and um
0: yeah, no manager. It seems, it's it's... seems
1: like a strange decision, but a, a lot of Leeds fans seem quite happy with it.
0: Um, yeah, so... I mean, you look back to the game at the weekend against Nottingham Forest, they they were in that game, yep. even when they went behind. You, you know, you look at the possession that they, have, 70%. Mm-hmm. they had, 70% shots on goal, four. They only had one shot on goal, to be fair, but on target. But, you know, they were miles and miles Better than Forrest on the day, but they just couldn't score. That was yeah. the problem. And you know, he's he's seen obviously he's seen something with Bamford. That, you know, they probably should have bought someone else in, in in the summer. Really, another striker, but they didn't. I'm not sure really what happened there. But you know, I just think he needed time. I think he's bought in a few youngsters and this like in the summer and in January and. I don't really know, what, but yeah, like you said, seems to have gone down well with the Leeds fans, which is shame.
1: Yeah. yeah, they expect a lot though, don't they, the Leeds fans? Yeah, so maybe a big name will come in and, and surprise us all and uh, they'll go on to bigger and better things, Frank, who knows? Frank Lampard. I was thinking Steven Gerrard as well, maybe yeah, a potential Lampard, candidate. Yeah, potential, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a lot, there is a lot of managers out there, to be fair, but you're going to need someone to come in and, and literally pick you up off the feet and, and drag you through the rest of the season and try and keep you afloat. I mean, Dyche would have been the best candidate for that, but we yeah. missed out missed on missed him that. by a week. So, Yeah,
1: I yeah. think Ever- Everton, has, they started the ball rolling, didn't they? I think um, Everton making that move to, uh, to get rid of Lampard and bring someone new and has kind of panicked other clubs into doing... <laughs> Doing the same. Well, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if there was another couple of sackings this week. Nathan Jones is obviously under a lot of pressure at Southampton and gave the weirdest interview I've seen for a long time um, on Match of the Day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> West West Ham obviously still struggling. Big club down there, but I, I still think Moyes is is going to be all right to to take them out of it. But yeah, yeah. It could be could be a few few more teams that get rid of their manager in the next couple of weeks.
0: Right, let's talk Manchester City. Um yes. obviously the news come out today um that they've been a little bit naughty. Um <laughs> yeah. and It's it's not just that they've broken one rule in the rule book of financial fair play. Um it seems to be over a hundred cases of uh bits and pieces that they've broken uh I think yeah. it was like between like two thousand and nine to like two thousand seventeen, isn't it, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've read through some of... I mean, it, to me, it's just waffle, to be honest with you. A lot of um, it I mean, is
1: legal legal terminology that I don't understand. Yeah. But, but what I do understand is they, they have been, like you say, a little bit
0: naughty. Yeah. Um,
1: um, I, and I do understand the potential punishments. I don't know whether you've got the
0: list of them. I've seen um I've seen expulsion, to me, looks so yeah. like, like quite nice, <laughs> but that ain't going to happen. They're not going to expel them from the league, are they? No. I mean, they generate too much money. Yeah. Let's face it; it comes down to money. I mean, if they, unfortunately, uh, this is just how I feel, but if they were a team struggling at the bottom, I think they'd be more inclined to expel them because they mm-hmm. don't make them as much money. Yeah. Um, I've seen points deduction, which I think is probably the most likely. Um, that and a big fine.
1: I would yeah, have thought. Well, the thing well, is. Transfer well, bans, like like Chelsea had a transfer ban, but yeah. obviously you only broke. Oh, was it twelve rules or, or thirteen or something like that? Um, and you had a transfer ban for a year, didn't you? And, and yeah. they were Man City were meant to be banned from Europe, weren't they? And then that got overturned. So maybe they'll reinstate uh, a European football ban. I don't know if they're allowed yeah. to do that. I mean, or with, whether it's UEFA that can do that. But I heard,
0: I heard that the only reason last time that the um, that they got away they didn't get away with it, but you know, the reason that they got Reinstated into Champions League was the fact that it just took too much time to get all the evidence together or something, and uh, by the time the evidence could have been read, it wouldn't have been. I'm not sure what it was, but I heard something on Sky Sports News earlier. But I mean, I think it will be. I, th- I just think it will be a fine, and they'll probably get a transfer ban for a, one season maybe two scenes. I mean the thing is for finding them that's all well and good but they'll probably just hide it under financial fair play that they've been fined. <laughs> they won't they won't put that on their records. But I mean if you find them it has to be a huge amount surely.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta make a proper statement about it. But I think uh you know the wider issue of teams spending this amount of money and they're not the only ones that break the rules. Um, most well, teams, I imagine, do, but obviously. They just got caught. They've just, <laughs> yeah, they've just been caught doing it. Um, but it's gotta stop. It, whatever, whatever you think the punishment to Man City should be, it, yeah. this kind of spending has gotta stop, really, because it's getting, yeah. it is getting out of hand when, sorry, to you, Chelsea as an example, Chris, oh, but really? 100, 110 million for Enzo Fernandez is, yeah, they're obscene, obscene amounts of money. And obviously you're not breaking the rules. You know, you're, you're bending them slightly and spreading those payments through loopholes. But yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. There's something that's not quite right about it. And I know that you can never make a competition completely fair when there's money involved, but what chance does a team, I mean, Villa are quite well off, but even us, what chance have we got of competing against the likes of City and Man United and Liverpool and Chelsea when you're allowed to spend that amount of money and give players basically whatever wage they want. You know, the whole point of financial fair play, I know it wasn't brought in to, to stop teams spending loads of money. It was brought in to sort of ensure that smaller teams didn't spend above themselves and go bust, but... There's just there's got to there's got to be a way to to sort of have a middle ground to to have a cap on spending or something. Yeah, you know, rugby union do it and and teams get fined all the time and deducted points for not sticking to it. But I just think there's got to be a way to to sort of fairly, um, not spread it out evenly like the the pay, but to to sort of give other teams a chance to fairly target players and, and not, not get completely gazumped in the transfer windows because yeah. it's just, yeah, it's making the, the rich teams richer and it's making just that gap between the top six or the top eight um, that little bit bigger and it just I think it just makes it for a bit of boring mm-hmm. football really. I've read, but,
0: yeah. I've read any any sanction on them we've forgot, if it was points it wouldn't be done until next season anyway yeah um, because of the amount of time it's going to take to hear the evidence. Yeah. Um, it's gotta go think... to like a it's gotta to go to like a panel now, but it's like a private yeah. panel, so you won't hear anything now until the the. it's been made, the decision's been made. But I mean I think the best case scenario for them is they get a fine. Mm-hmm. Middle case is they lose some points next season. Start so they like finish they start on like minus twelve or something. And obviously the worst case for them is they get expelled, but I just Okay, I can't. I can't, I can't see, see that happening. No, I can't see them no. going down the league. Well, but... saying that, they need to set a standard here of if you do break these rules, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. I, to me, I think the points deduction thing is probably the fairest one. Be if maybe if it had been for one or two seasons that this had happened. But I mean for the, for it to happen eight seats, for eight years. Yeah. Um, and I think falsifying it, your accounts, um, if not is illegal anyway. Uh, I mean, from what I hear that one of the things on there was that they had, um, concealed how much they had actually paid a manager. I'm guessing it's Roberto Mancini, by the way, mm. um, how much his weekly salary was. Apparently it's on the accounts it's one thing but what he actually got paid was a different figure it's obviously more than what they the one they put down but it's yeah it's quite messy Uh, would you
1: would you have them stripped of titles uh, do you think we take that away or is that just an empty gesture because they've got all the prize money
0: for it now so what does it matter they've got the money for it and it's you know I think you, if you strip them, you can't exactly say, well, second place win- has won the league, because that that's, yeah. doesn't make sense to me. It's always
1: going to be a title with an asterisk by it, isn't it? You know, Man City actually did win the league this year, but
0: got taken, yeah. they got taken so, off them, so. But, I, don't, I, I don't think there's any need for that. I think, it, I, honestly, in my opinion, I think they'll get a hefty fine, and they'll probably be banned from a transfer for maybe Three transfers a windows, mm. maybe four. I don't know. But apparently they can't appeal it. I've read that they're not appeal. No, deal. So. no, because
1: it's an independent panel, isn't it? So yeah. I think whatever whatever they come to. But if they do get fined, and I'm I'm assuming that c- come what may, I'm assuming they will. Uh, I think that's the the bare minimum um, that they can expect to get. But I would no. just like them to make sure. It, it just It strikes me that the, that Berry are not far away from Manchester City and they've, you know, a team that have been in the Football League for hundreds of years and went bust. It would be nice to see that money go towards keeping clubs like that alive. Yeah. I know the FA can't bail out every club, but it would be nice for that money to go down to the Football League rather than sat in the FA chairman's pocket or, I don't know, I don't know, whatever they do with the, with the fines that come their way, (laughs) which, Obviously they get quite a lot, but um, it will be nice to just see it invested in in grassroots, non-league, and um, and sort of lower league sides to sort of keep them in business. So I do hope they get a hefty fine, but I hope it's used well in um, in lower league yeah, football. Yeah. It will be nice to see.
0: Right, so we'll probably have more on that, I guess, in the coming weeks, maybe. Um, I,
1: I think that's going to go on for a few years. I think we're going yeah. to be talking about the punishment for a long time.
0: So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about, um, speaking of punishment, let's talk about <laughs> Liverpool.
1: It is a punishment for Liverpool fans at the moment, isn't it?
0: Um, I can't say much, because Chelsea are literally just above them. I mean, Liverpool are <laughs> game in hand, they go above us, but, I mean... Something is going Fundamentally wrong
1: Yeah What's happened There
0: isn't
1: Yeah It's uh, It's not The Liverpool That we got used to Watching a couple of years ago um, No And it's it's I've, I've been trying All weekend To put my finger on it Because I thought We were going to talk About them After Let's face it Quite an abject Performance this weekend And um, It's the same squad Really Essentially Other than a couple Of players obviously Mane was a big loss, but it's, just, it's pretty much the same squad that won that league. And um, the players that shone when they were winning everything, and they were, as they always like to say, three goals away from a treble. Um, but the players that were impressive in that season just seem to have lost it. I mean, Van Dyke's injured. I can't I can't lump him in. But it's, a lot's been made about Alexander-Arnold's form. And I think he has been a huge loss. I saw the third goal at the weekend, and they sort of placed the blame on uh, I think it was Matip, and um, well, I can't remember who. Match the day did basically did an analysis, but I just noticed that there were three people in defence for Liverpool, mm-hmm. and on the replay, Trent Alexander-Arnold was in the opposition half when the ball went in, and. We do, I, I. I'm always quite quick to defend him because I do quite like him, especially in an attacking situation. I do think he should be in the England setup, but I can't defend that. There's just no. There's just no way. So he's obviously lacking confidence. He's still young, so he's still got time to to bring it back. But I think personally, the the player that they miss, other than Mane, is Winealdum. I think they let him go mm. for free. He's not really done that much since leaving. But they haven't got a midfielder now that's sort of box to box. I don't think Henderson's got the energy for it. Thiago, he's not he really a danger. He's, he's, <laughs> no, he's not a danger in either box, is he? But I remember you know. watching Wijnaldum, especially at Newcastle as well. He would be throwing his body on the line in his own penalty area, but he was always a danger going forward. Um, I think it will come maybe with Harvey Elliott. I think he's great going forward at the moment. He needs to work a little bit on his defensive game, but again, he's 20 or 21, so that will come. But I think that's what they're missing. I just think they look a bit slow through the build-up, which for a team with so much pace is a bit strange to say, but they, they're just lacking something in the middle. They, they, they want to try and attack quickly, but they've got no one in that pivot. To sort of pick up the ball, run twenty yards, and then make that pass anymore. Um, I don't know. That's 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 what I've noticed at the moment. Obviously, other than the, the clear defensive frailties that they've got, especially without Van Dyke at the moment. But um, I think we've got them soon, so I can't say too much. I, I imagine the they're going to turn up against <laughs> us. But but yeah, it's it's a strange one, and I don't know. Are you clop in or clop out at the moment? Mm.
0: I, I'll be honest. I don't think that they'd sack him. I think it it would take him to leave. For that to happen, I just can't see them actually. I can't see them sacking him. I think it would take him to say enough's enough. You know, I, I've gone this far. It's not. We're not getting any further. I just I find it really strange that they didn't sign another midfielder. In, mm. in the summer and in January, I think they were crying out for a midfielder in the summer and they bought in that male, was it Malo? I don't Yeah, think he's, he's hardly been, played, I has think he? He's been playing for the reserve team. So it it's it just to me, it looks like they needed to sign someone. I mean, you know, they've been linked with Jude Bellam for about two years now. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if you put up the money for him, he would go to Liverpool. And I think Dortmund would sell him. Cody Gakpo, a lot, I think, was riding on him when he came in in January. He hasn't scored. He hasn't assisted any either. Um, uh, But the one, the the main thing, I think, that this might be contributing to is the fact that they've not got Mm money. I think selling him, I think, was a huge risk because at the time they didn't have they hadn't they brought Nunez in, but he hasn't really he's not what Marnie isn't you know what he, what Marnie scored last season Nunez hasn't you know reciprocated what yeah. Marnie was doing so you've left you're left with a massive hole there and. For what they sold him for, I know he, I, I think it was more of a case that he wanted to leave. He wanted to do he something did, different. He, yeah. That's fine, but fight, you know, fight to keep him there. Um, yeah, and you know, Salah hasn't really been on it at all for the last, you know, since well, since really the start of the season, he's not really been the same, has he? So, um, no, he's
1: he's he's still scoring here and there, but he's Mm. not the prolific Salah that he was um, that last season or or the season before, certainly. But the interesting thing, I think, Firmino was a really important player when they were playing well. And he's played a sort of bit part this year. I don't think he'd have actually played as much if Hotter had stayed fit. I think his injury has given Firmino a few more games, but... To, I don't know, he's obviously been there a long time for me now. To sort of drop him. He didn't lose form particularly. He was never their number one goal scorer, but he offered so much in he, just distracting he, defenders, providing that pass yeah. before the assist. He was just a constant nuisance, always moving, always running, and he always worked really hard. And when he doesn't play, I just think they're a different side. Uh, They just don't look as, they've always played that high press under Klopp, haven't they? And I think he's been the instigator of it. They've lost that pace, I think, with Mane playing that high press, because he was so quick and on it, and he's caught Villa out no end of times when we've played against them, just because of his sheer pace in closing down. But Firmino's always there with him, and now I don't think they have that. I think they they well, miss cause... they miss him and, and being on mm. form and and, and I, I can't blame him because there was I don't really think there was a reason he was dropped other than the fact he wasn't scoring but he was still playing well so I don't really understand that myself but
0: he's always he's always been the case of Firmino though hasn't it when yeah he was playing through the middle you know Salah and Mane were scoring the goals he was just there to be a nuisance and, but he would yeah. he would clear up on the goals that Mane and um, Salah didn't score. Mm-hmm. He was always in the box ready for, you know, deflections or, you know, just to tab it in. So, yeah, um, it, it's just very, very strange how, especially, like, losing three little Wolves is yeah, is not great. I mean, you know, and they've got Everton next. It's a
1: big game, that one, isn't it? I mean, it's always a big game between them and two. And then they've but... got Newcastle
0: away, and then they've got yeah. Real Madrid, so... Mm. You know, they've got some tough, tough games coming up. And I think... I think Chelsea and Liverpool are out of the race for top four. So it could be very close towards the end of the season on who's going to pick up the rest of the uh, European games, like European positions. Mm. I think
1: what they've got to do now, obviously they've had a, a poor stop to the season. I think they know it's a transitional period. I think Klopp knows it's a transitional period. He's been given that I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm gonna get it totally wrong, Bajutic, I think. Yeah. i have been given him more game time, he's looked quite good. i have been giving Elliot more game time, um and I think he'll he'll be a class player, I think, um, in a couple of years' time. Carvalho as well, when he's fit and he's played, he's looked quite dangerous. So I think now if if Klopp stays He's now going to work on the next phase, but he's got quite a good bunch of youngsters there to do that. So if they do keep them, mm. and it is what he's built, let's be honest. He's, he's got that credit in the bank. Um, they've got a good next batch, I think, of players coming through to uh, hopefully get them back up. Well, hopefully from their part to get them back up the table.
0: Okay. So that was this week's talking points. And we'll be back in part two with some wonders of white. Quiz. And who am I? Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's uh, podcast. We are going to go in for some wonders of white. This one, probably one of the best we've had for a while. So Manchester City have lost all five of their matches against Spurs at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, failing to score a single goal despite having eighty four shot attempts.
1: Oh. Well Harlan didn't have a good game either, did he? On he didn't start Saturday, did he? was it Sunday? Sunday, yeah. No, awful for my fantasy league. Yeah. Yeah,
0: terrible. Trism. Uh, Nottingham Forest have scored the opening goal in nine of their 11 Premier League home games this season. That's more than any other team.
1: Yeah, including against us, they did it as well. They've looked good the last few weeks, to be fair to them.
0: They didn't do it against us. That's why we want you to <laughs> know that we are one of the two teams that they haven't done against. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United have won their last 13 home games in all competitions. That's their longest run since. Um, December two
1: thousand and ten. Wow. Been a long time. Been a long time coming.
0: King Eric. And last but not least, a Sean Dice related one here. Uh Sean Dice is just the second manager to beat an opponent starting the day top in his first Premier League game in charge of a club. The first person to do it was Alan Kirbishley. At West when they beat Manchester United in two thousand and six. God, I would never have so got he, that in a million years. He joins an illustrious club. Yeah. Mr. Kermishley.
1: Yeah, what what a start <laughs> for Everton. I know we were going yeah, to talk, we yeah. talk about them, but yeah. See how they get on next week.
0: Maybe they yeah. we get back on next week. Right, quiz time.
1: Quiz time, yes. So, I've gone um back to a format that we were using a couple of weeks ago, well, a couple of months ago, I think, before the World Cup. Yeah. So it's a it's, it's a maths quiz. Goodness but me. there's there's a chance for some bonus points along Hopefully. the way. So we've um we saw a certain someone break the Spurs goal scoring record this weekend. We all know that, uh, Harry Kane. So no. I, I thought we'd do goal scorers this week. So I'm gonna give you the name of three Premier League goal scorers, they're all in the top two hundred yeah. of Premier League. Um you can ask for the number of goals. For one goal scorer. Yep. And you have to add up the total of all three goal scorers. Mm-hmm. If you get within 30 points either way, uh, or 30 goals, I should say, either way, uh, I'll give you the point. But there is a link. So the last player for each question also played for the club in the next question. And you have to see if you can guess oh, yeah, what club the next one is going to be so I'm going to start you off because there's no clue for this one, they're all Southampton players Okay. so the next question will be a different team and you have to guess what team that is based on the last player that I say so, your three players for Southampton are Matt Letizio, James Beattie and Sadio Mane so you can ask for the number of Um, goals scored by one of them
0: I will take Matt Letizia.
1: So Matt Letizia scored a nice round 100 Premier League goals.
0: That okay, so... I am going to say... I'm going to say 200.
1: i say 200. You are 102 off. Blimey. 302 goals...
0: James Beattie total, must have scored a lot James more. Beattie,
1: James Beattie got 91 Premier League goals, and Sadio Mane got 111 Premier League goals. So, no points for the number, but what team do you think the next set of players are going to be from? With Sadio Mane being the last player.
0: From Liverpool.
1: <laughs> Correct. Nice easy one <laughs> with. So you got one point out of that first question. So, yeah, the next three are Liverpool players. Uh, We've got Roberto Firmino, Michael Owen and Patrick Berger. (laughs) So, take your pick. Who do you want to reveal the amount of goals Uh, he's
0: scored? I'm going to go for Michael Owen.
1: Michael Owen has scored 150 Premier League goals.
0: 150? Okay. Correct. I mean... Patrick Bay, he played for a few Premier League clubs, didn't he? I'm, I'm surprised he's in the top 200, actually. Must be low down uh, on that list.
1: Yeah, only just. <laughs> he made it in by, um I think he's level on goals with number 200. Okay. So he's literally only in there he's
0: by one goal. Okay. Um, 150, uh, I am gonna say... Oh, two eighty.
1: You are only fourteen away. So you get the point for that one. So you're on two. So it was two hundred and sixty six goals. Uh Roberto Firmino seventy eight, Michael Owen hundred and fifty, and Patrick Berger on thirty eight. So for the bonus
0: point Villa.
1: You're going with Aston Villa correct. Yes. Okay. Well done. Yeah, it could have been a few teams that he played for Portsmouth as well. Um but you are correct. Uh Aston Villa. Question number three. Uh Your three strikers are Dion Dublin.
0: You were going to say Dublin. I had that in my head. It's true. He's
1: my, my favourite ever yeah. Villa player. Dion Dublin, Gabby Abbonahor and Dwight York. So pick
0: a player this to reveal. To quite high, I think. Um, I'll go for... Gabby Abbonahor. He's your top scorer for, for, for Villa. He is, and he yeah. only ever played for Villa. But yes. That, so that means I think. So Dublin did team. score
1: for some other teams. Yes, yeah, so in, in the Premier
0: League. Can I go for Dwight York?
1: You can. Dwight York scored 123
0: goals right. in the Premier League. Okay. So I reckon that we are looking around about 310. So close, Chris.
1: Three hundred and eight goals oh my God, between two them. goals away. You were only two goals away. What out of interest, what did you have for each player?
0: Well, I I I think I got Dwight York ones, right? I said Dwight York uh, 123. Yeah. Uh, I went with Dion Dublin for hundred and three or hundred and four, not even too sure. And Gabby Hall probably around about seventy.
1: 60, so you're not, 80. yeah, you're not far away. So Dion Dublin, 111 goals yeah. in the Premier League, and
0: Agbonho 74. So yeah, I knew he was your top four. Nice. I, I, I was, a, I thought he was around about seventy. So.
1: so for the easy bonus point,
0: Dwight was, was the last one. Well, May, Man
1: Manchester United, indeed. For question number four, so your three ex-Man United players, ex and current actually, um, Andy Cole, Bruno Fernandez, and Eric Cantona.
0: Okay. uh Can I go for? I think I roughly know Fernandez. I'm pretty sure he hit a milestone not too long ago. Uh, well, how many was Andy Cole? He's like, he's high 100s is didn't he? I'll go and for that, Andy Cole.
1: You want me to reveal Andy Cole?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy Cole has scored 187 Premier League yeah, goals. So
1: okay,
0: so I think Fernandez is. I can hear the cogs. Yeah, the cogs are turning. Um, I'm just sort of. So it was Andy Cole. Fernandez and who was the last one? Sorry, Eric Cantona. I think this is a trick one with Cantona. <laughs> I am going to say, I'm going to go roughly to what I did last time. I am go three ten.
1: You are within thirty again. Congratulations, two hundred ninety-eight. So two hundred ninety-eight be... goals between them. So, I went
0: with about 60 on both of the other ones.
1: Well, Andy Cole, 187, as we know. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes
0: is on 41. Oh, 41. I thought I... Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, and Eric, Cantona. I must have quite a few then.
1: Eric Cantonar is on 70, <laughs> uh, which is four less than Gabriel Bonneville. Just want to put it out. Okay. The Man United fans, he's not that good. He's not that good, Eric Cantonao. I don't know why you like him. <laughs> um, so, Eric Cantonar was the last one. What club are we going to next for the bonus point? Leeds. Correct, we are indeed We're going to Leeds Your three, they're all former Leeds, Leeds players Are Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka I knew Viduka I, <laughs> I mean, they, they really didn't have many on the list um, Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka and Darren Huckabee uh, I was God really say. scraping the barrel Yeah, but
0: Huckabee, like, he's Norwich He's been, he's He was around for a long, long time. I'm gonna go with Huckabee actually.
1: You want me to reveal Darren Huckabee? He scored thirty eight Premier League goals.
0: How was he in the top? Come on.
1: He's just in he's got the same amount as Patrick Berger, so I think
0: uh, Verduka was probab Viduca's I remember him scoring like four goals in one game once. Um I go for roughly about that for him, which brings up to Harry Kiel, Liverpool, Leeds. I don't think he was ever that. I'm gonna go 100 and, I'm say 150. Oh, you're just outside. Damn. Of the oh, you
1: yeah, it. it was 187, uh, 187, so you're 37 <laughs> short. Uh, so, Harry Kiel got 57. Mark Viduca got 92 Premier League goals, which is pretty good. And then Darren Huckabee, 38. But you can claw it back with a bonus point. And you listed a few of his ex-clubs there. But which club am I going to next for an added bonus? Oh.
0: It's difficult because they've all been Premier League teams that you've given me so far.
1: They are all Premier They're all current Premier League teams. That's <coughs> oh not God, a spoiler. In- hang on, hang Cast on. your mind
0: back to the nineties. Think about this. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to get this one. I don't think. I. I'm just going to guess. At to be fair, I can't even remember Brentford Leeds, so I don't think it's there very long. Leicester.
1: Incorrect. It is, in fact,
0: Manchester City. Let's see. Oh, fucker.
1: Yeah, Manchester City. Uh, he, again, I don't think he's there. I don't think he played for many clubs for very long. I think he was only there for a couple of years. But, um, yes, so your next set, question number six, Manchester City. Your three strikers are Emmanuel Adebayor, Sergio Aguero, and Carlos Tevez. I'll
0: go Aguero.
1: Aguero scored 184 Premier League goals.
0: Damn. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, this is going to be a high, high one. I am going to go with 3.30.
1: Oh, you're just outside again. Yeah. You're just low again as well. It's 365 you oh, you missed out by 5, another 5 more would have done it So Adebayor got 97 Premier League goals uh, I think he's still playing somewhere uh, Sergio Aguero, as we said, 184 Premier League goals And Carlos Tevez, 100 less than Aguero with 84, 84. Okay. Uh, So 365 in total Your last striker was Carlos Tevez So for the bonus point West Ham We are going to West Ham indeed uh, question I mean, number seven we,
0: we done, We've done The other clubs he <laughs> We
1: have done The other clubs Yes Yeah that's why I left him so late Because it could have Had a choice of a few yeah, um, right. So question number seven All West Ham players Your three strikers are Freddie Canute Paolo Di Canio And Jermaine Defoe Ooh. I'm going to go
0: with The high one I'm going to go with Defoe
1: Defoe scored 162 Premier League goals.
0: Damn. Yes, okay. which is more than uh-huh. Michael
1: Owen, more than Dwight York. In fact, it's more than pretty much everyone on this quiz so far, apart from Aguero and Cole.
0: So, how many did you say? It was one hundred and sixty-two. Okay. Okay. So, okay, this is quite a tricky one, actually.
1: It is quite a difficult one.
0: Just Canute, he played for a couple of clubs as well. He was another one that followed Harry Redknapp around, didn't he? So uh, I I think I'm gonna be out on this one, but I'm gonna say two fifty-five. You are within thirty.
1: Congratulations. Two hundred and seventy one. Uh so Canute got forty three Decanio got 66, and Jermaine Defoe, as we said, 162. So That puts you on nine points. Yeah. Uh For the bonus, to make it a 10, where are we going next? Uh... Jermaine Defoe was the last one, so... It, uh, it's it, Tottenham. Congr- yeah, correct. It is Tottenham. I, mean, I was going to say, a it, could, it could be any... a lot of, lot of different clubs, because he's played for a few, but... Yeah, mostly Spurs. Spurs, let's be honest. So your three Spurs players are Harry Kane, oh Son Heung-min, and Gustavo Poyet. No prizes. Well, actually, yeah, you, you well. will get a point, for guess, in the next team. But
0: I'll go with Poyet. You
1: want to go with Poyet? Yeah. I'm surprised you don't know that, Chris. I'm surprised you don't know all... Oh, teams. sorry. Yeah, sorry. Given, given away the, the next set of answers. <laughs> um, Poyet scored 54 <laughs> Premier League goals.
0: It's actually more than I thought. Okay. Um, so, three, uh, th- three, three
1: You're one away. Oh my God. 351. Well,
0: uh, like so,
1: hurricane Kane good. on 200,
0: 200. Yeah, because cause I kind of know, soon. yeah, I kind of know. <laughs> I yeah. kind of knew his and I knew Poet, so it was just yeah. trying to work out Son.
1: So, Son Jungmin scored 97, 97 Premier League goals, and yeah, Poit with 54. So, correct. Within a point as well. Uh, and yeah, Chelsea. the next team, Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, so, your three Chelsea players, if you don't get this spot on, I'll be very disappointed. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Go on. Your three Chelsea players, Frank
0: Lampard. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and Olivier Giroud. That's really weird because I thought you were gonna say Hasselbank, which is crazy. Okay, well Lampard, yeah. Lampard, um, I'm
1: sure you know Lampard.
0: Okay. Um I'll go with
1: Hasselbank. Hasselbank scored one hundred and twenty seven Premier League goals.
0: He was so good when he was at Chelsea. He
1: was he was good back. He scored pretty much for everyone, didn't he? He played for Leeds and Middlesbrough yeah. and... Yeah. OK, how many did you say it was? 120? 120... 127 for Bank?
0: This might be the biggest one yet, you know. Uh... I'm going to go with 370.
1: You're just within. Well done. 394. Between those three. Not bad going, is it? Um no, so yeah, you're...
0: Giroud was pretty good for us, to be fair.
1: Yeah, you're 24 short. So, Lampard got... How many goals did Lampard score, Chris? Do you know? Hey, uh, 160, something... 160. 177.
0: That's close. Yeah,
1: 177 for a midfielder. I mean, that is incredible. Oh, um Yeah, it. 177 for Lampard, 127 for Haasbank, and Giroud got... Ninety, um, easy bonus point time. Where are we oh, go? It yeah. was, was, was the last sorry, question. It's the last one. Giroud. Oh, Arsenal. Correct. Arsenal are the last team. Uh, your three strikers. Well, not strikers actually. All of them. Your three players are Thierry Omri, Nicolas Anelka, and Mikel
0: Arteta. The fact that you didn't put Danny Welbeck in there. Uh, uh, no, anchored. sorry.
1: No, no Danny Welbeck in there. He, he was in the list actually,
0: but no. Okay, right, so, uh, ooh, this one again, could be pretty high. Uh, I'll go with Anelka.
1: Uh, Nicola Anelka scored
0: 125 Premier League goals. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go, I'm not too sure on this one, I'm gonna go I'll just go 300. You're just short again.
1: 341. So, you, you basically worked out Henri and Anelka's combined total, because that okay. is 300. Mikel Arteta scored 41. Didn't count. Yeah, so 175 for Henri, 125 for Anelka, and 41 for Mikel Arteta. So, you were just out on that one, and there's no more questions, but, um, you can feel free to name another team that he played Edison. for. Congratulations, that's another <laughs> bonus point for you. I'll give you fifteen points out of that. Which is not bad. Fifteen out of twenty is pretty good going. All right, I'll take that. Um, yeah, so well done.
0: Thank you. Pat on the back. That was quite good. I like that. Okay, so we're going to end on the who am I? Yes. Okay, it's a sh- it's a short one, but I can give you all the clubs. Okay. For reasons that he doesn't no longer play football. Cool. So, uh, it might give it away a bit, but um, we'll see. So, he started at Sporting. Yeah. He then moved to Barcelona. Right. He then moved to Real Madrid. Oh, God. And ended at Inter Milan.
1: Oh. I mean, there's not many players that move Barcelona to Real Madrid. There's one that springs to mind, but I don't know whether he played for Sporting or Inter Milan. I certainly can't remember him playing for Inter Milan. But he is Portuguese. So it would make sense to start his career at Sporting.
0: I can give you clues. Or... I'll take a clue. I'll take, a, take clue. a clue. OK, the clue is... Um, he was at sporting longer than any other club.
1: Oh, so it's maybe not who I thought it was. Because I thought it was Figo. But now... I genuinely have no idea. That's really put me off. Then, because Figo would have been at Barcelona for years, wouldn't he? And mm-hmm. he was at Real Madrid for quite a while. He
0: spent six years
1: at Sporting. Six years? Wow! What do you spent six years at Barcelona Madrid?
0: I can and tell he you. And his career at Inter Milan. I can tell you. He spent. F- Five years at Barcelona.
1: Oh, so it's close. That must—that's probably about right. I'll go with it. I'll go with Luis Figo.
0: I tried to take you off the scent so hard there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Luis Figo. Uh, I, he played for Inter Milan, did he? Oh, he did. That yeah. has he completely played, disappeared from my he played mind. F- four seasons in Milan. Four, um, played yes. 105 games and scored nine goals. Um, but. He also, um, so although um, he was at Sporting for six years, it was from 1989 to 1995. Um, He actually played eight more games for Barcelona than what he did for Real Madrid, but he scored more at Real Madrid. He was there for five seasons each. So he left Barcelona in 2000 and uh, left Real Madrid in 2005.
1: Yeah, I was going to say there aren't many people that make that, that switch Barcelona to Madrid. Well, all the other way around, to be yeah. honest. But, um, he was the one that sort of stuck out. And I was desperately trying to think of someone else, but I could I was pretty convinced. I was like, no, Figo definitely wouldn't have played for Inter Milan. I would have We've
0: remembered actually, that. <laughs> we have spoken about him before. Um, because he, um, he moved from Barcelona to Real Madrid, which obviously is pretty unheard of. And he got things thrown at him um, when they played each other.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, uh, um, I remember that. Yeah, I was, uh, I was played, completely. Wiped. He played 140 games in total for Inter Milan, and it's completely wiped from my memory.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's won. He's won a lot. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's pretty much won everything he needs to have won, apart from sort of the world. He won the Ballon d'Or in 2000. Um, and he's um, he's, a, he's he's the second highest assistor in La Liga history behind Messi with 106. God. Um, uh, what else can I tell you about Luis? Figue?
1: He made uh, the the Golden Foot 2011 as football legend, and he made the FIFA 100. Apparently, this is according to Wikipedia. He's he also is. Officer of the Order of Prince Henry and Knight of the Order of the Immaculate Conception of Villa Vicosa. I'm assuming that's some kind he's, of Portuguese honour. fluent
0: in Portuguese, Spanish, English, Italian and French and apparently uh, Swedish because his wife is Swedish. Well, there you go. Um, and he owns a, a company called Network 90. Which is a private members networking site for, for professional football industry. Um his honours are just ridiculous. He's won La Liga four times. He's won the Copa del Rey twice. He won the UEFA Cup, uh, once. He's won the Super Cup twice. He's won the Champions League. Uh He won the Intercont- intercontinental cup. <laughs> that classic uh, tournament, yeah. He out of the five, out of the four seasons he was in Serie A, he won the league every single year. God. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Carl won much more than that. His yeah. individual, his individual ones are just as mad as well. FIFA World Player of the Year. UEFA team of the year, Champions League top assistor, FIFA World Cup all-star team in 2006, part of the FIFA 100 club. Yeah, mad, 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 mad.
1: Yeah, quality player. Hate (laughs) hated playing against him, though, because he always played well against England, didn't he? For that Portuguese team that always seemed to beat us in the quarterfinals of every
0: tournament, but yeah. Cool. Anything else? No, not me this week. Cool. So we'll be back next week.